Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, some encouraging news out of Paris, uh, the Notre Dame Cathedral. Fire officials say the main structure has been saved and preserved following this fire there. So they are still continuing to battle that fire. But in terms of maintaining the structure, it looks as though they've, they've made some progress and saved and preserved uh, the main structure. So that's encouraging news. We'll have more on that story uh, through the afternoon. Uh, but off the top in this hour, really interesting new study of this week from three Canadian sociologists who have been studying uh, Stats Canada data on domestic violence and have found something very interesting. That it turns out male domestic violence, as in male victims of domestic violence, uh, that the rates of that are much higher than, than we previously realized. So why has it been difficult to, to get that information, to study that information? And, and what do we take from that? Well, joining us to talk a bit more about this study and what they found, very pleased to welcome the program, Dr. Alexandra Lysova, who's an assistant professor of the School of Criminology at Simon Fraser University, one of the co-authors uh, of this new paper. Dr. Lysova, thank you for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's interesting because as, as noted in your study, there's not a lot of research when it comes to male victims of intimate partner violence. I mean, why why is that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I became very much interested in intimate partner violence first against women, and that was the primary, primarily the uh, focus uh, in the intimate partner violence literature. With time, I realized that we need to look at um, at the situation, at the at the other people who can suffer in the situation of intimate partner violence, and um, so I became. Um, to be interested in looking at men as well. And um, the recent General Social Survey on Victimization in Canada published the report, Family Violence in Canada, where I found a very interesting table that reported the uh, prevalence rates of victimization for men and women over time in Canada. And what I found was that men actually reported, more men reported to be victimized in intimate partner relationships that women, and when I tried to find in the report the explanation for that or um, anything, any message about this, I didn't find it. So I guess that was my major interest really is to get access to the general social survey victimization and try to look to look into these numbers and to look into the detail what type of experiences men have in right. the intimate relationship. And how similar are the experiences then of, of men who are victims as compared to women who are victims? Yes, uh, what, we, what we found is that the experiences were similar in many ways. Um, and uh, I clearly understand that what we're talking about is just the victimization survey. So we deal with the numbers. And um, it's, it's very important to also get the qualitative information. So the 
um, information that men and women report is about the experiences of violence, how they do that, how they experience it. And that's, that's a very important additional part of the work that we're doing right now. When we talk to male victims and we talk to female victims, we hear their voices. But what we see in the numbers, we see a lot of similarities. And moreover, what is impressive here in this Canadian study is that more men, significantly more men, reported being victimized in the intimate relationship than women. Yeah, which is interesting. 2.9% of men and 1.7% of women. Yeah, this is exactly it, and it's not just a, uh, it's not just an accident that it happens. It's it's a significant difference. It's there were more men who reported uh, being victimized in the intimate relationship, and um, we know that in the population studies like this one, um, some in some other countries, the researchers find the similar rates of victimization. But this is a, a very interesting study, general social survey victimization, because it's found that the number of men is even kind of exceeds the number of women who reported victimization. Um, and in terms of the uh, experiences, sorry, experiencing the consequences of abuse, what we also found that there was this similarity in the long-term effects of abuse. So um, what we know in the intimate partner violence literature is that women experience much more severe consequences. Um, resulted from abuse. Um, and we found some confirmation from, for that as well here. So women experience much more injuries and short-term effects of abuse, yeah. like, um, like they felt more fear, they were much more fearful than men, the male victims. However, when we looked at the long-term effects of violence, we found that men and women experienced it nearly similarly. So there were not these big differences in the rates of post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms, like men experience difficulties, we also experience quite serious effects of abuse. So this is important. To yeah, and, and when you, you go deeper into the numbers and, and you look, for example, at some of the more high-controlling behaviors, yeah. that sort of abuse, and the, um, the, the severe physical violence, yeah. the, these rates are, are very similar. Very similar. Um, I'd like to um, note here that when we discussed the, uh, and examined the controlling behaviors, particularly like high controlling behaviors, we actually talk about the controlling behaviors in the context of physical violence, mm -hmm. physical and sexual violence. And I know the valid criticism may be that we needed to look at the uh, controlling behavior experienced by, by men and women um, who, didn't, who didn't experience any physical or sexual violence. And that's true, and this is what we're working on currently. Um, but this is also very important, what we did when we looked at those who experienced physical or sexual violence and to see what type of controlling behaviors, what type of degree they experienced. And what we found is so many men, 22%, who actually experienced severe violence, severe physical violence, and at the same time, they were very much controlled and dominated by female partners. I guess where we see a big difference, though, is, is that men, it would seem, are much less likely to report any of this. That's true. Um, that's true. And this is a very interesting point. We, now, once we deal with ex trying to explain a male victimization in the intimate partner relationship and why we didn't, we didn't know much about it before, one of the explanations is that men do not really report abuse. Uh, there is a lot of shame and embarrassment men experience um, with reporting abuse, even to family members. I'm not even talking about the police or mm -hmm. some other officials. Um, so this is our study, this is also our study which showed that 
while men um, experienced so much abuse in their lives, they were much less likely than women to report this abuse to authorities or even to family members. Which, of course, brings the question, how do they cope with abuse? What do they do? Where do they go? Like, um, and th- we know from the psychological literature that men experience a lot of hidden depression. And this depression can express itself in, um, in um, alcohol or substance abuse, in anger, in high rates of suicides. So um, this is a very, very big issue, and we have to discuss it. And then uh, in terms of the reporting, um, what is interesting is that this is the uh, um, victimization survey. And I think it was, um, it was, it gave an opportunity for men anonymously report their experiences. And this is important to continue to do this type of work. It is. And, and it's also important to note, and, and you pointed out in the study, that this isn't a zero-sum game, that, that this isn't about uh, deflecting attention away from female victims or of domestic violence or in any way diminishing what, what they're experiencing, right? We, we can focus on both sides of the problem, can't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, again, uh, for many years I worked in Russia and I um, studied violence against women and uh, um, consulted um, workers who telephone workers who provided help for female victims of violence. Absolutely, I believe we have to deal with all victims in the relationship and women, and but also we have to deal with men because um, I strongly believe that we deal with the quality of the relationship and there is violence is very intertwined and we cannot just separate saying that this is this the female partners are only victims and male partners are only perpetrators. It's not true. And I think if we, if we just acknowledge that men can be victims and if we effectively try to help them as well, we actually improve the quality of family life and also children who are very often present in, the relation, in, in, in violence. So we actually deal with helping the entire family and the society. Yeah, it's a very important point. Uh, Dr. Lysova, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for making some time for us here today to talk about this important issue. Thank you so much. I'm glad to do that. Thanks. It is uh, Alexander Lysova, assistant professor of the School of Criminology, Simon Fraser University, one of the co-authors uh, of this important paper released this week. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.